the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a great show for you tonight. Two Craft Beer guests that'll be joining me this hour. News and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? It's very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to the shows. On those two platforms. Uh, before we get to the guests, uh, Dio's The Last in Line came out, I think it was July 2nd, 1984 this week. So uh, pretty wild. What is that? 34 years ago that album came out. And certainly Miss Ronnie James Dio, uh, who died a number of years ago of a, uh, of a pretty serious form of uh, cancer. So we miss Ronnie, but his music lives on. A um, couple of great concerts I went to last weekend. And I have to tell you, before we get to the guests and our news and notes, um, Saturday last Saturday night saw Foreigner, uh, Whitesnake, Jason Bottoms Band down at PNC. Now, I didn't get a chance to see Jason Bottoms Band. There was such a line to get in for lawn seats that we decided to wait by the car and uh, continue imbibing and having a conversation and listening to music. So I didn't get a chance to see Bonham. Uh, Whitesnake, wow. Um, for first time seeing them, look, I know that David Coverdale's voice is not the same anymore, obviously, but... Um, he is hot garbage. That's about the best way that I could put it. Um, some songs were good, and other songs like their hits, you know, Still of the Night and, uh, you know, Here I Go Again on My Own, uh, okay. I mean, you know, barely passable. The guy just doesn't have the chops anymore, and some of those notes require you to hit the high note, and he just can't do it, plain and simple. So, um, unfortunately, they were just okay. Foreigner, though, continues to impress me at how good they are. Now, obviously, Mick Jones is the only one who's still left with the band from the original uh, group. But Kelly Hansen, who replaced Lou Graham, uh, got to be over, well over 12, 10, 15, got to be almost 15 years ago that he replaced Lou Graham. Uh, he is fantastic. High energy, just keeps you moving throughout the night. And you know the songs. I mean, all the songs that Foreigner plays, it's basically a greatest hit show. They really haven't done anything new in a very long time. Uh, but but they keep the show moving along. And Mick is great. The band is great. Uh, they just do a phenomenal job. Uh, definitely worth the price of admission. I would go see those guys again and again and again. Did not disappoint. And U2 on Friday night at the Prudential Center was unreal. I had seats three rows behind the stage. Uh, it was so cool seeing the band walk out, going underneath the stage. They kind of had a... Similar stage setup to the way Roger Waters did with a big screen in the middle. Uh, and I have to tell you, they were phenomenal. It was just a great show. Had a good time. 
Uh, Newark is a great place to see a concert. If you haven't been to the Prudential Center to see a Devils game or to go see a concert there, you're missing out on a great opportunity. It's a great place to see a show. It really is. And U2 was fantastic, uh, as usual. They always put on a wonderful show. And, coincidentally enough, Bono was not super political, which was great. I want to hear the music. I'm not interested in your politics. Bottom line. That's it. Plain and simple. All right. Let's get into our guests who are going to be on the program tonight. My uh, first guest uh, on the uh, Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Keir Hamilton. He is the brewer of Alewife Brewing Company out of Queens, Long Island City to be precise. Alewife.beer is the website for more information. Keir's going to join me in about 10 minutes. Uh, discovered these guys uh, at the Well in Brooklyn at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest uh, a couple of months ago. Very, very good beer. It's a brew pub. A lot of good stuff. Uh, Kier was great. You'll hear from him in about eh, just about eight minutes from now. At the bottom of the hour, Andy Sparhawk from craftbeer.com. Uh, we'll discuss summer barbecues, what kinds of great craft beer you can serve with them. That interview is going to take place uh, about 20 minutes from now. So uh, we're going to check those out uh, in just a short while. But, of course, news and notes. Breakside Brewery, our friends uh, from Oregon. They have uh, added two more beers to their 2018 portfolio. The release of Qualia and Fourth Wave, both beers barrel-aged, several months in the making. Uh, but as they say in the press release, are about as different as two brews can be. Uh, Qualia is the second in Breakside's new wood-aged sour beer series. Uh, the Breakside Sour uh, 2018 is the first year that the brewery releasing its award-winning barrel-aged sour and wild beers to wide distribution. Uh, let's see. This is a complex blending process. Months of aging. Qualia blended from 15 casks of mixed culture beers aged on mangoes after blending. It is a, um, a 6.7% ABV with an IBU of three. Interesting to try that. And then fourth wave, uh, from the press release is the result of two great loves of, uh, Oregonians, coffee and beer instead of a stout or porter, which have uh, more coffee-like flavors. Fourth Wave is an amber-colored based beer that dovetails into flavors of a lightly roasted coffee, a Vienna-style coffee beer. Uh, this brew is made with a single-origin Stumptown coffee aged 14 months in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. That's a 9.6% ABV uh, with a 40 uh, IBU. So uh, I, I think those are going to be in bottles. So I'm really interested to see uh, if I can get some samples from the good folks at Breakside Brewery. Uh, Grim Artisanal Ales, they opened their first brewery and tap room in East Williamsburg last week. Uh, so Lauren and Joe Grimm uh, have expanded their offerings with their first permanent facility. They've been gypsy brewers uh, since 2013. Uh, Grimm makes some really good beers. We're trying to get uh, Lauren and Joe on the program and would definitely love to check out the place uh, in East Williamsburg. And the new brewery, which will allow them to expand production, experiment, and debut new styles of beers. Uh, this is one-fourth of their brewery's 7,500 square footage uh, to the aging and conditioning of barrel-aged sour beers. Uh, Grimm will also expand their sour beer program to include these unique and elusive beers and will be the first New York City brewery to focus on long-term oak-aged sours as a regular menu offering, which is a style known for its difficult and involved process. The tap room will open with 10 uh, plus draft, uh, draft beer lines, bottle condition oak aged sour beers, uh, and a selection of New York State wine and cider, as well as locally made sodas. And then each Saturday at 10 in the morning, Grimm is going to release new beers. Now, the beers they had on opening day last week uh, Flow State, this is a golden sour aged in oak for one year, and Sasson aged in orange bitters barrels for three years. Uh, this is only available in champagne style bottles to go in as pours in the tap room. Then uh, today's special, which is the American Pale Ale, 
Uh, zero anniversary, a double IPA, future days, another golden sour beer, also only available in champagne-style bottles to go and as pours in the tap room. Lit, lit, lilt, lilt, excuse me. Uh, another golden sour beer fermented with a mixed culture of different uh, barrels aged 16 to 18 months of age. And then tracery, a saison de coupage, a traditional Belgian farmhouse style in which uh, barrel-aged sour beer is blended with a fresh saison. And uh, that is only available as bottle pours in the tap room. So uh, interesting stuff. They're going to have Middle Eastern-inspired food uh, and kind of a minimalist design uh, of the facility. So it uh, be interesting to check, the, check them out in, um, in East Williamsburg. So, again, they had been gypsy brewers uh, for a long time, uh, bouncing around to different places. This is the first time that they have opened their own tap room. Now, uh, Grimm is open in East Williamsburg uh, Monday from 5 to 10 p.m. Tuesday uh, and Wednesday they are closed. Thursday, uh, Friday, 5 to midnight, and then Saturday, 10 a.m. to midnight, uh, and Sunday, noon, until 10 p.m. And for more information, of course, you can go to GrimAles.com, and you can also follow them uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. And then uh, a a curious story before we take a break. Um, This had happened a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just becoming aware of it. A beer tech entrepreneur uh, invent, who invented a process that cuts down pour times, was found dead inside a beer cooler at SunTrust Park Stadium in Atlanta, where the Braves play. Cobb County police confirmed that Todd Keeling, the 48-year-old Minnesota-based father of four, had been found dead inside a walk-in beer cooler on Tuesday, June 26th, where he had reportedly been finishing off an installation. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Keeling had developed a new technology called DraftWell, which was patented in 2014, it reduces CO2 loss and wastage, was intended to cut SunTrust beer's pouring time from 14 seconds down to five. Uh, Apparently, Keeling's aunt said that the family had been told that he had entered the cooler and then couldn't get out. Um, The aunt says he believes that her nephew was there to finish up the installation, having been assisted by his two teenage sons who had returned home earlier in the week. Uh, What a a crazy and sad story. So our... our, uh, Boy, our condolences to the Keeling family of, of this guy getting locked in a cooler and not being able to get out. That is just uh, that's just terrible. And then finally, um, in our last bit of news and notes, uh, Regal a Brewery, uh, which now distributes its craft beers in a number of American states, has been awarded the um, uh, the Federal Award of Excellence. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the German word, folks. Forget it. It's not going to happen. The Federal Award of Excellence for Outstanding Achievement in the DLG Quality Test for Beer. It's the most prestigious award that can be bestowed upon a German brewery, DLG, Stands for oh good this is good Deutsch Landwirtschafts Gelschafts Gelschafts I think I'm not even sure which translates to German Agricultural Society I could have read that and sounded smart but anyway only a dozen DLG national prizes granted annually out of a field of more than 1,600 German breweries and thousands of beers Regal has won the prize an unprecedented 11 consecutive times that is that is very impressive uh, so the uh, Regal Beer is located in Augsburg, Germany. They do distribute their brands uh, by uh, Serene Craft Beer. Is imp- it's imported by Lux Brands, and it is available in New York and New Jersey. Uh, Regal.com, R-I-E-G-E-L-E.com is the website uh, for more information for them uh, to them. And they've also been named the 2018 German Brewery of the Year. They have won 16 medals and having the highest overall average, they were named the 2018 German Brewery of the Year. So kudos to Regal Brewery to them. Congratulations! Uh, that is a prestigious award. I have to get, uh, have to try some of those beers one of these days. I have to uh, do some research 
and uh, find out where they are in Jersey and see if I can get my hands on a couple of them. Now, when we come back after a short break, Keir Hamilton, he's the brewer of Ale Wife Brewing Company out of Long Island City, Queens. He's going to join me. Folks, we're just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage. You know what it's made from, barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, the Answer. Joe Piscopo here coming to you from the smartwaytobuy.com studios. You know, buying a pre-owned car can be scary. How do you know it's safe? Was it in a flood or accident? Can you believe the mileage on the odometer? Well, on the smartwaytobuy.com, you'll find the finest collection of pre-owned vehicles in the area. And you'll find peace of mind because every car you see on the site comes with a vehicle history and has gone through a 150-point inspection. Plus, each one comes with a five-day, 500-mile exchange policy. So you can be confident it's the right vehicle for you. And at the right price. Because the smartwaytobuy.com backs up every one of their already low prices with a 110% low price guarantee. The details are all there on the site. Discover the benefits of buying your next pre-owned vehicle, the smartwaytobuy.com. Follow the flag to savings every week at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your local Modell Sporting Goods store and look for the flags with Mitchell's face to find deals in all departments in the store for seven days only. These unbelievable deals begin every Wednesday, and you'll find select items at our lowest prices ever. Visit our stores this Wednesday and every Wednesday for new Mo deals. Remember, follow the flag with Mitchell's face to save today and every day. If you want to save big, you got to go to Moe's. Savings for MVP members only. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Catulo, that's G-A-T-T. 
U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, uh, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Cast right from there. My guest on the cast, he is the head brewer of a really good brewery that's out of Queens. I discovered these folks at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest back in May at the Well in Brooklyn. Alewife is the name of the brewery. Alewife.beer is their website for more information on them. Let me welcome in Keir Hamilton to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Keir, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You got it. Now, Keir, uh, I'm assuming that w- as you started as a brewer, as a home brewer, uh, when did you decide to pursue your passion to become a professional brewer? Um, I actually started uh, helping out a distillery way back when. Oh, so wow. I was working at a whiskey bar, and I started helping uh, at a distillery, um, helping them out, and then found out about the fundamentals of fermentation through there. Okay. I did a couple of homebrew batches. Uh, and uh, I kind of really enjoyed that part of it, of it, like seeing it through decarbonation, hops and everything. Right. And Six Point, where I originally started, um, was a few blocks away in Brooklyn, and I knocked on their door and asked if they needed any help. They said, yeah, and uh, I started washing kegs for them, and that's how I started about four and a half years ago now. Wow, that's pretty cool. And it's funny because a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Eric Bockley on from Six Point, uh, on the program, yeah. so that's kind of a you know just an odd coincidence there. I like that. That's very cool. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. Kira- I, got, I got to work with Eric for uh, a good few months now. Great lad. Nice, nice. Now, how did you guys come up with the name Ale Wife for a brewery? Um, well, uh, my business partner Patrick Donaher uh, owns a few bars in the city and okay. one in uh, Long Island City called Ale Wife. Um, so I think that was named after. Um, way back in the day when beer first started commercially being brewed, um, mm-hmm. it was women that did the job, and they were known as alewives. Interesting. So that's where it came from. There's, I also recently found out um, there's also a fish. It's called an alewife. Um, but we had nothing to do with the fish. Oh, that's pretty That's pretty wild. See, I love the stories about how, uh, you know, names that come up, you know, how they name a, how you name a brewery. So that's a unique uh, that's a unique situation there. That's pretty cool. We're talking with uh, Keir Hamilton. He's the head brewer at Alewife Brewery out of Queens. Alewife.beer uh, is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, uh, Keir, you're, so the, the, the brewery is basically inside uh, a pub. Is that not correct? Yes, yeah, so the bar, Alewife, we've started building out our uh, one-barrel pilot facility here. Okay. Um, we uh, we wanted to originally put the main brewery in there because it's quite a big brewery, quite a big bar. Um, but the actual structure of the building, the floors couldn't hold the weight of the equipment. Okay. So we uh, went back on those plans, and we're near. We're wrapping up probably within the next month, two months, our one-barrel pilot facility where we'll do all our test batches and uh, serve them. Um, to customers and see what they think. Maybe I'll make some tweaks. And then currently we're building out our main facility, uh, our bigger brew house on the border of Long Island City, Sunnyside. Um, And that maybe early next year. So, Akir, uh, currently, what what kind of beers do you produce now? Uh, Or actually, what's on tap at the Ale House that's specifically from you guys? Right now, um, we have Electric Rhino, which is our session IPA. uh, coming in at about 5.1%. It's a little lighter on the body. Little, uh, um, we got some Cascades, some uh, Calypso, Cashmere hops in there. 
Um, we also have uh, an IPA called Death to Ego, which is um, more of uh, the, the fruitier side of things. We're using some Eldorado, some Centennial, and some Azaka in there. Um, it's still got a little bit of bitterness to it. It's not completely like uh, New England style. It's got a little backbone to it. And we also have a, a Thousand Stars, which is our flagship Pilsner. Kind of, it's a, a crossover of like a German Czech style Pilsner with a, a lot of noble hops in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a brand new beer um, out right now is called One Love, and it is a dry hop lager or an IPL. Um, and it is uh, it's basically a Thousand Stars uh, base beer, but with a lot more dry hops, including Citra, Mosaic, and uh, Amarillo in that one. Very cool. Now, Kira, I know uh, I first discovered you guys, obviously, as I mentioned at the top of the interview, at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest uh, at the Well in Brooklyn. And I have to tell you, your beer was fantastic. You guys were right near where the music was. And it was just, it was blaring. And it, it had been a day for me and my wife. We were, I was judging at another event, a beer event in New Jersey. And then we come over and she's like, how can you just keep sampling all this beer? And I'm like, I'm getting to my limit, you know, because obviously I have to drive back to New Jersey. So uh, your guys was one of the, the, the beers that I got a chance to try. And I have to tell you, uh, it is some fantastic stuff. But what a cool event the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest is. I mean, so many different breweries, not only in the New York City area, but also from around the country, obviously New Jersey as well. But there were a number of different breweries right near you guys. Uh, I think Barrier Brewing was near you guys. Guys, uh, there was one from I think it was from Nashville that was uh, right in that same area or whatever. But a really cool event. Did you get to talk to a few of the people uh, that were there? Unfortunately, I didn't make it there. I had a wedding that day. But the other guys, um, they said it was great and they made a lot of contacts. You know, I think a lot of people in the craft beer world are uh, all about the collaborations right now. Yeah. So they were uh, they were meeting a lot of people and talking ideas. You know, I, I like the idea of collaboration. Uh, through that spawns like education, you know. Right. I, right. I don't think all, all these people just doing them just to do them. Um, mm-hmm. eh, whatever. I like to learn from other people, you know. Well, my my guest is uh, Kier Hamilton. He's the head brewer at Alewife Brewery out of Queens. Uh, Alewife.beer is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Let me ask you, Kier, as a, as a, a brewer, what str- I know that, you know, people, obviously you have to follow the trends. IPAs are popular. You try to do different things, but. What's the beer that that you make that really brings joy to you? It, you know, the the one style that you go, wow, I really nailed it on this one. This is perfect. Um, it, we were talking about this in the van the other day. They're delivering kegs. Yeah. Um, I my, one of my fa- favorite recipes or styles of beer is a Belgian quadruple ale. Okay. Um, which is probably at the bottom of a lot of people's list. Mm-hmm. It's you know up nine ten percent, even a little more heavier uh you know belgian style ale um i just i just love them i it's you know it's not not too hoppy it's not too sweet some are very balanced in the middle people talk about the best beer in the world being west for letter and 12 right and i've had it before and it is really really good mm-hmm. um <laughs> so that's that's the style that i really like to brew i've i have a pretty good recipe that i'm going to get working on soon um and uh hopefully i'll bring that to some some people at uh Alewife. Nice. Now, what when you when you're done at the end of the day, what's what is the beer that you like to enjoy the most? Are you a seasoned guy? You like to drink, you know, when it when it's, uh, you know, if it's summertime, you want something light and refreshing. Uh, you know, go a little heavier in the winter with a stout or a porter. But at the end of the day, what do you like to kick back with? Um, honestly, just mm-hmm. something new. You know, okay. um, working out of uh, the the pub here, uh, Alewife, um, we have twenty four different taps. Right. You know. 
a few of our beers and a lot of other people's beers. And I just like to really constantly educate myself and try other people's beers. But if you're asking me what my lawnmower uh, beer is, mm-hmm. it's uh, Miller High Life. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, all right. So, Kira, when somebody comes in for the first time, they've never tried craft beer, and you're trying to get them to enjoy craft beer, what's kind of the gateway beer for you to introduce them to? What kind of style is that that beer to kind of say, hey, try this, and that'll get you to, you know, to the next thing or the next thing or the next thing? Um, honestly, I think something like uh, a nice craft pilsner, you know, because if they're not a craft beer fan, they're probably coming from the light beer, uh, macro lager world. Right. And if they try something like, along like a craft pilsner with, you know, a little more bite to it, Something like the Vlie from like Threes would be a great uh, a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Suarez uh, Family Brewers upstate have some great uh, pilsners, and also uh, Thousand Stars. That's what I would uh, I'd tempt people on for uh, if they wanted an alewife beer. Um, you know, because kind of crossing the bridge from really kind of you know light lager into something with a little bit more body to it, a little bit more hops. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a good uh, segue. Kier, last question from me. Uh, obviously, you got stuff you know going on at the brewery. What is the next thing in the tanks that's going to come out in the near future uh, that you're planning for a couple of months down the road? Um, the next thing we're going to be canning. We're going to start canning our beers. Cool. And then we do. I have a couple of recipes for a New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, right now. Yeah, just you know, I think we're going to do another like uh, a hellish lager is something I'd like to do. Oh, I like nice! To, I know, like them. I like them a yeah, lot. Yeah, I really like the lager. Uh, hell, just a little bit more multi backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to get working on them. Um, but canning is the next thing that we're going to be bringing out. That's so hopefully you guys will be able to take them wherever and pass them on and give them a trade and uh, get our I, name out there. I would absolutely look forward to trying them. Is this going to be a mobile canning uh, thing, or are you guys going to do the canning yourselves in the in the? Uh... Uh, It'll be a mobile canning okay. thing to start. We're working with our, our friends at Ironheart. They're going to come into uh, uh, the the brewery we're currently we're brewing with our friends right now mm. in the Bronx called Torch and Crown. Okay, and um, they'll come in there and they'll uh, can up the beers for us. Nice, nice. That's great. It's, uh, the canning thing has really exploded over the last two years, and it's nice to be able to you know do it from a standpoint where it's maybe it's a little bit less expensive for you to do it and uh, to knock it out and get your beers to more people. Yeah, the cans have been revolutionary. Uh, they've been around for a long time. Right, right. In the craft beer world, um, just bringing people together for shares, like bottle shares, even though half the time I see it's mostly cans. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's true. My guest has been Keir Hamilton. He's the head brewer at Alewife Brewery out of Queens. you got to check these guys out. It's a great pub. Food is there, and they've got their beer on tap as well as others uh, that you can try. Alewife.beer, that's the website for more information and, of course, their location. And uh, he's been on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. And, Keir, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. You got it. When we come back uh, after a short break, Andy Sparhawk from craftbeer.com will join me. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly clear, 72 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A driver has told police on Long Island that he believes he may have been part of a freak car crash that killed a man last Thursday. Noam Layden has more. 
An Islip Long Island man says he thinks a tire that smashed into a car on the Sunrise Highway last week killing a driver may have come from his truck. Police say 48-year-old Joseph Nickel was driving a pickup truck that was pulling a trailer on Thursday afternoon in West Babylon when a tire bounced onto the roadway and smashed into a Saturn, killing the driver. Nickel says when he arrived home, he realized he was missing a tire from his trailer. Nickel's pickup, his trailer, had been impounded for a safety check. Police say so far he's cooperating in their investigation. Noam Layden, NBC News Radio, New York. A 94-year-old Brooklyn woman is dead after a fire broke out in Inside a Canarsie home, FDNY received a call just before 3 this afternoon regarding the fire along 93rd Street. It wasn't until after the flames were put out, according to reports, that Anna Bartholomew was found unconscious in the basement. Apparently, the television she was watching exploded and sparked flames. In sports, the Yankees beat Toronto 8-5 and the Mets lost to Tampa Bay 3-0. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge into and out of the city. Minor delays. Lincoln looking good. Still about 10 minutes in at the Holland from the 1-9 approach. 20 in the outback direction and around the five boroughs watch for slow traffic on the verrazano bridge following an earlier crash now cleared on the upper level headed back into brooklyn you now know how not to go now the weather forecast for tonight clear and pleasant conditions low 65 degrees for sunday mostly sunny and beautiful high of 85 sunday night clear low 65 to 70 a forecast for monday more sunshine it will be warmer though high of 85 to 90 and back to sunny and hot weather on tuesday with a high temperature of at least 90 degrees. I'm Dave Benning on AM 970, The Answer. It's summertime, and that means weekends at the Jersey Shore. But don't fear, Staten Islanders, you won't be far from your precious Danino's Thin Crust Pizza. Visit Danino's in Brick, New Jersey, when you're at the shore for delicious thin crust pizza that made Danino's famous. All fresh ingredients all the time. Try Danino's Classic Cheese Pie, or maybe the Bacon Buffalo Chicken and Ranch Pie. How about a Danino's crowd favorite? The Assoluta Pie, Rigotta, fresh mozzarella, seasoned arugula, and add fresh prosciutto for a finishing touch. Unbelievable! And no matter what you choose, you won't be disappointed. Danino's has been a landmark on Staten Island since 1937, but they've also been bringing great thin crust pizza to New Jersey for many years now, with locations in both Brick and Aberdeen. And most recently, they're bringing that special and consistent taste of Danino's to Manhattan's Greenwich Village. Visit their website for all locations. That's Danino's.com. D-E-N-I-N-O-S.com. Get ready for the best pizza experience of your life. Danino's. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Trinity Christian School, Trivium Academy of New Jersey, Timothy Christian School, Christ Our Foundation Learning Center. Go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com.
Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the shows from that platform. Does it get more American than Sammy Hagar? I mean, honestly, I know there are fans of Sammy Hagar. There aren't fans of Sammy Hagar, but let me tell you something. If you're talking about All-American, and he's doing this big concert uh, in Huntington Beach in October with cars and food and beer and music and all kinds of stuff, there's no better. But um, I have to say, when I'm at a barbecue... This is the kind of guy that I want to listen to. This is the music that I want to listen to. But my next guest on the cast is the program coordinator for the Brewers Association. And let's face it, summertime, always a great time to barbecue. Many of you broke out the grill for the 4th of July. I'm sure you're barbecuing this weekend. What's the right craft beer, though, to have with Q? Well, here to tell us all about that and other stuff is Andy Sparhawk. Craftbeer.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back in Andy to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Andy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Al. How are you? You got it. I'm doing great. Andy, so the 4th of July was this past Wednesday, but of course the drinking didn't stop on Wednesday for some people. Hopefully they've hydrated properly because we've had so much heat all over the country. But what are some good Independence Day beers that people can still enjoy beyond the 4th? You know, I think people overthink, uh, you know, beer and food a lot these days and but, you know, nobody seems to question that the beer is the ultimate beverage for, for your backyard barbecues. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, when I think of summer beers, I think of uh, hot dogs and hamburgers, and you got to go with an amber ale or amber lager. Uh, they just seem to fit together, and the reason why they do that is because of that toasty malt uh, that really seems to embrace uh, those, those grilled uh, flavors uh, um, on, on burgers, broth, right. hot dogs, you name it. And uh, for some spicy foods, obviously, you could always go with with, uh, with an IPA to cut down on the heat, right? Well, IPAs, I think, kind of blow it up sometimes. I think we've, we've gotten away from, you know, the idea that, uh, well, some people just really, really love the heat. So if you, if you like IPAs with spice, chances are you're, you're, you're a spice head or a hop head or both. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Andy, for the novices who don't know which beer is really a craft beer, and they're going to the store to bring some beer uh, to a barbecue this summer, or maybe they're going to tailgate at a concert and they know that their friend doesn't drink, you know, Bud or Bud Light or whatever, what should they be looking for on the can or bottle? Well, great question. Uh, you know, just about a year ago, the Brewers Association came out with their, their independent craft brewer seal. Um, and this was really as a defense mechanism for the fact that the large brewers, uh, they see craft as, as a, a moneymaker. Uh, and they've started to acquire, uh, you know, once craft brewers. Uh, and so uh, the opportunity to, to place a seal on some of this packaging to, to really, you know, provide information for the consumer who, who care about that sort of stuff. And and want to see transparency and, and want to support the little guy. So a uh, little upside-down bottle uh, has been making its way across the country. Um, now over 3,500 small and independent craft brewers have, have adopted it and, and activated it on their, their cans and bottles. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're in the liquor store, uh, look for that upside-down bottle. I've seen it on plenty of beers uh, that are being made in New Jersey. In fact, one that comes to mind, uh, a little farm brewery called Screaming Hill Brewery out of uh, Cream Ridge, New Jersey, and they have the uh, they have the logo on there, and then right next to it, Jersey Fresh, because ninety percent of the ingredients in the beer uh, is coming from the farm, which I think is really cool. We're talking with Andy Sparhawk, uh, the program coordinator for the Brewers Association. Craftbeer.com is the
the website for more information. It's a great site to get, uh, you know, lots of ideas on different beers, stories. There's some recipes on there as well. Uh, you can check that out here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Andy, IPAs and juicy or New England-style IPAs seem to be the new trend, but what else is uh, kind of p- is out there that's piquing everyone's interest? Yeah, I don't think the excitement around IPAs is going away. Uh, we, you know, we we thought that you know the American West Coast style was was uh, going to be it forever, and and then we come along with with these uh, juice forward uh, fruit uh, hop flavor forward New England IPAs. Uh, but you know, for this you know heat that we're all dealing with uh, right. for the summer. Uh, you know, you gotta tip your cap to American craft brewers bringing back classic lagers uh, and pilsners. I mean, I just continue to come across fantastic uh, pilsners and, and lagers uh, from small and independent craft brewers. Uh, it's it's great to see. And and I have to say, Andy, another beer that's kind of piqued my interest a little bit, and and they're, I guess to me they're sort of hit or miss depending because I'm starting to find acquire a taste for sours now more. But the Goza beer seems to be the one that people are bringing out, you know, in the heat as well. Like kind of it's a it's a crisp, refreshing beer. It's got a little bit of that salt, a little bit of the sour taste to it. Uh, some brewers seem to be hitting it spot on. Others, you know, seem to kind of miss the mark a little bit. But that seems to be a beer that's uh, been picking up in the trends. Oh, what a refreshing beer for the summer! Uh, it takes on ingredients really well, whether it's it's herbs or or fruit. Um, you're right; it 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 provides a little bit of, of mouthfeel, particularly from the the salts that's added. Uh, sometimes you can get that salty character. Right. You know, I think of it as like the 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 lemon lime Gatorade of of the beer world. It, yes, it should be uh, thirst quenching, um, easy drinking. Uh, fantastic. Oh, that's great that you say that because the lemon lime Gatorade is not the popular Gatorade anymore. There's always those exotic flavors. Give me the fruit punch. Give me the grape and then all these crazy flavors. But nobody buys the lemon lime anymore. So uh, that's, that is the perfect way to describe it. Uh, my, uh, my guest is Andy Sparhawk. He's the program coordinator for the Brewers Association. Craftbeer.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Andy, what are you drinking these days? What are you finding uh, out there that you're enjoying a lot more? of you know certainly you know in the summer you, you look for lighter flavors so anything from you know the aforementioned gosa mm-hmm. uh you know uh ipas pale ales um you know i look forward to the fall and, and and getting into those those darker malts and everything like that but you know these days it's it's a pilsner it's it's grilling up some clams or, or some some dogs on on the grill right um what a what a great way to to beat the heat for sure yeah and isn't it funny i mean it we're in july already and the summer is just is heating up and all of a sudden people are making announcements about how um oktoberfest is right around the corner like oktoberfest beers are coming out uh in a week or two isn't that hysterical it's it's so funny how they and i and i get it they have to be ahead of the curve couple by a couple of months to make sure that they get their stuff out but isn't it funny how you're trying to drink an oktoberfest beer in july it just doesn't it doesn't seem right right it's a bummer. It, it, it makes me anxious. You know, where did our summer go? Exactly, exactly. My guest has been Andy Sparhawk. He's the program coordinator for the Brewers Association. Craftbeer.com is the website for more information. You definitely want to check it out. And, of course, like like Andy said, if you're looking for craft beer in the stores and you want to know if it's an independent craft brewer, just look for that label. It's an upside-down bottle. It's a really cool concept, and it's very easily visible uh, on those beers. Andy, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. You got it, Al. Thank you so much. You got it. Coming up next, Suds and Duds, happening right after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Larry Elder explains how important another Supreme Court pick from Trump is. Justice Kennedy is retiring now so that Donald Trump has enough time while the Republicans are still in the majority to confirm somebody equally, if not more conservative, if and when Ruth Bader Ginsburg retires during the president's uh, term. That could dramatically shift the court. Right now, they are doing a prayer vigil over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you struggling with what you see in the mirror? Stubborn belly fat, unwanted weight, dieting, starving yourself. Despite all your efforts, you're still unhappy with what you actually see. My longtime friend, Dr. Melinda Keller, has a weight loss program for you where you can be guaranteed to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in just 40 days. No drugs, no shots, no hormones, no surgery. It's all natural and doctor supervised. Call my friend, Dr. Keller, at the Brooklyn Wellness Center today, 718-234-6212. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, as always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. Nothing says summer. I know Sammy Hagar's summer and Van Halen, but... Dawkins, another one of those heavy metal bands that every time you listen to them, it reminds me of summer. That fast kind of guitar lick that they're all trying to copy Eddie Van Halen because most of these bands, uh, the the big ones that came out of uh, California, were all trying to copy Eddie and his uh, guitars. So uh, good stuff uh, from the folks of Dawkins. Everybody says that you know they're such a cheesy band. They had a couple of good albums back in the eighties. Let's put it that way. Maybe one or two, maybe three. You know. And that's how it goes. So uh, Suds and Duds, of course, the segment where I tell you about the various beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I let you know whether I like them, that would be a Suds, or I didn't like them, that would be a Dud. Uh, so let's get it started. Trop Cannon from Heavy Seas Beer. This was really good. A very heavy blood orange and grapefruit, great bite, nice change of pace from the Juice Bomb, uh, as the New England IPA seems to be the prevalent IPA uh, these days that everybody wants to duplicate. And there have been stories, you know, have, has the, the juicy IPA kind of reached its peak? I don't know if it necessarily has. I do think that the, uh, the, the Juice Bomb, the New England IPA, has reached a segment of people that don't necessarily drink IPAs. 
my wife is a perfect example. She's not into very bitter beer, which is what a traditional IPA is. It's got that bitter hop, you know, um, piney kind of taste. She's not into that. The juice bomb she likes, it's much more subtle. There's less bite and there's more juiciness to it. You get the more, you know, the... The, the fruit flavors out of it, so she likes that better. I think it's reached the segment of the population that doesn't like IPAs. What bothers me are people that go, oh, when they actually drink a traditional IPA, oh, I don't like this because it, well, that's what an IPA is, folks. It's to be, it's traditionally piney with that bite. You want to make that bitter face. You know, that's kind of how it works there. It's a good beer. It's a strong beer, but it's a good beer. So, uh, Trop Cannon, very, very good. Love the blood orange flavors in that uh, from the good folks at Heavy Seas. Then I had a Black Currant Nitro by Left Hand Brewing. Very smooth, slightly tart, lots of berry flavor, uh, very easy drinking. I would have liked a little more tartness in this, uh, but it is on nitro, so when it's on nitro, you know, it kind of it, it mellows out a little bit this, to get you that smoothness. Uh, but I definitely would have enjoyed a little more tartness uh, out of this one. It was, it was very good. Uh, my good buddy uh, Brad from uh, Great Lakes Brewing, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year, Great Lakes. Um, and uh, my buddy Brad was over at the Sterling Hotel about a, a week ago this past Wednesday. And um, I was in the middle of doing something. In fact, uh, oh, I, guess, I guess I could tease it here. Um, Steve Adubato, who does a show on our uh, radio station uh, at 2, 2 p.m. on Sundays right here on AM 970, The Answer. Um, it's the Leadership Hour. And... Um, Steve had me on as a guest on his program on PBS one-on-one. And what did we talk about? Well, coincidentally enough, we talked about craft beer in New Jersey. And uh, it was a a great little interview, about, you know, seven or eight minutes long or whatever. I guess by the time they finish it down and edit it, it'll probably be about, you know, three minutes, four minutes at at best. Um, But I had a great time with Steve, and that should be airing probably late summer. I'll let you guys know uh, when it's going to be on. You can tune in in your local your local PBS station in the tri-state area. But anyway, uh, so Great Lakes Brewing was doing a uh, tap takeover over at the Sterling Hotel, and they were um, they were doing rare uh, tappings of beers that you don't normally see in the Garden State. So I uh, love the Sterling Hotel, great place for craft beer. It's an indoor-outdoor operation. They've got a, a beer garden, really cool. So ended up going over there, meeting a couple of my friends. Uh, great to see Dan, the general manager there. Uh, always does a great job at the Sterling Hotel. And they have what, – what I like about the Sterling Hotel is they really do have great, you know, good local beer, but a lot of great national brands and stuff that you don't normally see uh, on a regular basis. So anyway, Great Lakes was there. Great to see Brad. Great to see Dan. And uh, ended up starting off with a, their uh, Great Lakes version of a Goza. And I'm really starting to enjoy Gozas, maybe because of the hot weather or whatever, but it was delicious, easy drinking, just really nice on a hot day, not too tart or sour. I, I think I would have liked a little bit more sourness out of it, but just gives you that, just enough, that kind of puckering uh, that was enjoyable. I definitely would have liked something a little bit more sour, but a nice way to start off the night. Then we had the Lake Erie Monster, uh, which is a double IPA, nice hop, good flavor, decent bite out of that one. And then we started moving into the beers that you don't normally see in New Jersey. Uh, The barrel-aged Rackhouse Ale. Maple syrup, bourbon, sweetness, as I described it on Untapped, sweetness galore. It was a really delicious beer, and it took a while to drink it, and I'm glad that it did because the high ABV content, uh, you really want to, this is definitely a slow sipper. It's not one you want to guzzle down. Uh, Then I had their barrel-aged Black House Stout. Uh, Vanilla, chocolate, roasty, kind of a little bit of that hint of coffee flavor. Very smooth, uh, really, really good beer uh, from uh, the, the good folks at Great Lakes Brewing. So great time over at uh, the Sterling Hotel. 
Brad, thanks for the beers, the T-shirt, and uh, the conversation. That was good stuff. So then when I went to U2, um, there's a great place in Newark, uh, two blocks from the Prudential Center. Everybody goes to the uh, Edison Ale House and Dinosaur Barbecue because it's uh, you know it literally across the street from the Prudential Center. But I go to Hell's Kitchen Lounge, which is two blocks away from the Prudential. Um, I don't know if it's north, south, whatever. Just look up Hell's Kitchen Lounge. Believe me. They do burlesque shows, all kinds of stuff. It's a really cool, funky place. But they have a tremendous craft beer selection. The food is good. Tons of beer on can and bottles that you wouldn't normally see at a, at a bar, you know, in, in Newark. And, boy, I'll tell you, these guys knock it out of the park every single time. It's my go-to place to tailgate when I'm going to a show at the Prudential Center. And, it's again, it's a two-block walk to the Prudential Center. It's not that far uh, even if you're coming on New Jersey Transit, it's about four blocks or whatever uh, from New Jersey Transit. It is great. So I started off with a summer love uh, from Victory Brewing. This is a great summer beer. Nice Pilsner-like taste. It's just excellent. It's perfect to start off a night with. Or if you just want to you know, have an easy drink at night, uh, the summer love is definitely the way to go. Uh, then, of course, they have Jersey beers there on tap. Had the Jersey Devil Double IPA by Brotherton. Great bite. Nice hop. Uh, love this one a lot. Uh, had the Hop Devil IPA. Uh, from Victory. If you're into malt-forward IPAs, this is for you. If you're not, it's probably not going to be for you. I'm kind of mixed on this one. It's enjoy. I, I like having one of them. I don't know if I would drink more than one. The, the maltiness, especially when I want to drink an IPA with some bite to it, I don't know. The maltiness kind of you know throws you off a little bit. You're expecting one thing and you, you know you get another. Now I knew that because I've I've drank this beer before, but it's definitely, it's to me, in my opinion, it's not something I would drink uh, more than once. I would rather have the Summer Love or some of the other offerings from Victory because I like them a little bit more. As we continue on, Suds and Duds here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Then at the PNC Bank Art Center on Saturday for the Foreigner uh, Whitesnake Show, uh, started off with uh, a high tide from uh, Port Brewing, Tangerine, uh, and stone fruit, just delicious. It's a great beer. We've talked about uh, High Tide uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, had a new one from the boys of Bolero Snort. These guys, the, the guys of Bolero are killing it. Bob and, and uh, Scott are really doing a fantastic job with their beers. And everyone seems to, the next one that comes out seems to top the next one and top the next one. But I'll tell you, Peach Passion Fruit from the Weekend at Bullies. The artwork on the can is awesome. Uh, it's a spinoff, obviously, of Weekend at Bernie's. It is just, it's a delicious IPA. It's juicy. It's fruity. It's got everything that you want. And for a guy like Scott Wells who does not like IPAs and doesn't drink them, they really do a great job. Honestly, kudos, guys. You're doing great work. Weekend at Bullies by Bolero Snort. Definitely want to pick it up. Uh, ASAP. Had a Five Burrows Summer Ale, uh, Five Burrows Brewing. Great little place in Brooklyn. Definitely want to check them out. Crisp, refreshing, delicious, or as I like to say, tastes like summer. Uh, Crooked Le Bulls, uh, finishing off a couple of those that I had um, sitting in the refrigerator from Bolero. Uh, re- another juicy IPA that these guys are making. And then Stone uh, has come out with their own version of a New England IPA that's only available on the East Coast. That's the Fear Movie Lions Double IPA. Another great beer uh, from Stone, and that's going to be a year-round offering. It was not a year-round offering uh, when they first released it, but now it will be and will only be available on the East Coast because it's being brewed in their Virginia brewery. Uh, Got a chance to try the Almentry's Maiden Voyage. Um, Lemony, grapefruit, pale ale, kind of good bitterness, not overly so. Uh, It's, again, one of those easy-drinking pale ales. I liked it. It wasn't bad. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I was looking for something a little light and refreshing the other day, so that definitely uh, worked out in my favor. Um, Pocket Trick by Forgotten Boardwalk. This is another interesting one. 
tropical and malty flavors. I got a little bit of malt out of it, and then some of that that tropical um, uh, taste out of it kind of reminds me of drinking a beer down the Jersey Shore. And surprisingly smooth for a double. I was expecting a little bit more bite to it, but really smooth going down. So that was that was excellent. Then I had a um, uh, peach short stack by Magnify Brewing. Uh, that was over at Paragon Tap and Table uh, the other night. We did a trip over to Wet Ticket to grab a growler and some uh, beers. Got to try, you know, uh, I don't know if I had any new ones over at Wet Ticket. No, I did not. I had their uh, usual staples of their Spanktown and uh, um, Trolley Hopper uh, IPA, but always a great time at Wet Ticket. But then we moved over to Paragon Tap and Table, had the Peach Short Stack by Magnify Brewing. And Magnify is one of those companies, to me, that's kind of hit or miss. Uh, I know people rave about them. Some of their beers are good. Some of them are not so good. This one was good. Smooth, lots of peach flavor, juicy, really enjoyed that. And then Half Acre, uh, the Galactic Double Daisy Cutter. Piney, hoppy, the way an IPA should be uh, for a traditional IPA. These guys are out of Chicago. Great beer. Really enjoyed it a lot. Definitely something you want to grab on tap uh, if you can. Uh, Then finished off a little 4th of July barbecue with a Centennial IPA by Founders. Uh, they have them available in the can now. Excellent for a barbecue. Again, a nice piney hoppy IPA. And then had the uh, IPA by Lagunitas. Uh, nice bite, hoppy, really good. Uh, definitely another great um, IPA that you want to try uh, from Lagunitas. Lagunitas killing it uh, with their beers as well. They make, some, they make some really, really good IPAs. So a lot of beers that I had to uh, run through there uh, to get through our Suds and Duds segment here. It's, you know, it's the summertime. It's the time for uh, concerts and you know, imbibing in a few adult beverages, not a bad thing. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Keir Hamilton from Alewife Brewery. They're out of Long Island City, Queens. Definitely want to check them out. And Andy Sparhawk from craftbeer.com. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>